Welcome to the Daily Bolster. Each day we welcome transformational executives to share their real-world experiences and practical advice about scaling yourself, your team, and your business. Hi, this is Matt Blumberg, co-founder and CEO of Bolster. Uh, welcome to the Daily Bolster. Today my guest is Ning Zhang. Uh, Ning is the CEO of Flat Feet, and she is a longtime international M&A lawyer. Uh, Ning, welcome to the Daily Bolster. Thank you for having me, Matt. It's a great pleasure to be here to talk to everybody. Uh, Fluffy Corp, we are a compliance kind of a one-stop shop. It's a marketplace. What we are trying to do is to help small and mid-sized companies when they expand globally. We want to be the compliance like one-stop shop where they don't need a foreign attorneys, accountants, tax people. Like we have everything. So that's the idea. Oh, I love that. We could have used that at my last company. We did every <laughs> each market, we did one by one by one. So uh, I totally understand what you're doing. So um, what is your question? How can I help you today? Yes. Um, as a startup uh, founder, I'm pretty sure many listeners share my anxiety on a daily basis. It's like such a great idea. How come nobody ever thought about that? And then you start doing that. You feel so optimistic. You feel everything works out. And then a doubt, like, how come other people didn't work out? And there's a competitor. Why am I better than them? And the people give you all those feedback, like good, constructive. And you start to doubt, maybe there's a reason it doesn't work. Why the, 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 the word hasn't changed yet? Maybe something wrong inherently. How do you overcome that? Why, how do I know that if I'm being optimistic or I'm just being unrealistic? Right. So it's a great question because um, as entrepreneurs, you're, we're all sort of programmed to be optimistic, to drive our vision and to sort of like have that mentality of I never want to take no for an answer. But the problem is sometimes the answer actually is no. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, I've always found a few uh, sort of a few pieces to this answer. The first one, the obvious one is you have to listen, 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 but you have to kind of balance out how much you listen with how much you lead um, when you're having conversations with customers and potential customers, because you do want to listen. You want to listen to their pain points. You want to listen to the reaction to your solution. Um, but frequently customers aren't going to be creative enough themselves to come up with the next new idea. So it's, it's getting that balance right of, of listening and leading um, I think that's not as important as, um, as the second thing, though, which is, um, I would just say, is follow the money. So if you have customers that are spending money with you, um, even if they're spending money on small introductory services or on things that bridge between a freemium service and a fully paid solution, um, watching where people spend, particularly in this environment, um, is really telling. And then I actually think the, although you have to be around long enough, watching how people renew paid services is incredibly important because even if they're interested enough to try something, it's, you know, when that renewal comes up, whether the renewal is 12 months out or six months or three months or even one month, um, sustained payment uh, tells you a lot more than just listening. Um, but I think the most important thing that, um, that I've learned about this is selecting who you listen to and who you watch the payment trends around. So um, we built a, a product at Return Path, my last company, many years in. So we were already a big company, but we were launching a new product. 
And we thought we were following the, the book, right? We were just doing the lean canvas. We were doing the discovery, the validation. People were paying. And we thought we had a great solution. And then we realized that we had built a great solution for way too small a segment of the market. So even though we had something that was like following the book, the, the TAM, by the time we got to the end of it, had been whittled down so much that it wasn't really a commercially interesting product anymore. So um, you want to watch where people spend, how they spend, and how they renew, but you have to be really careful to look at a cohort that's broad enough uh, that you know you're getting comprehensive enough data on your TAM. So in your case, it's probably looking at different industries um, you know, different verticals, different sizes of company, um, maybe different um, profiles of how global the business is. You know, I'm not quite sure what all the test cells are, but you want to make sure that you're learning from enough test cells with enough depth that you get to the end of it and feel like, oh, this really is grounded in a, in a large TAM. That's very, very helpful. Thank you so much, Matt. Yeah, I, I do feel what you said is uh, very valid because when we talk to the clients, they have different perspectives. They always have all those wishes and it's hard for a startup to really cater to everybody's wishes. So sometimes you feel really down, <laughs> not, not knowing whether you are going to the right direction, but it's totally right that have to find a commonality among a large enough group of people and see if we're addressing their their problems. That, that, that certainly helps um, as a, a great insight. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks for joining me on the Daily Bolster, Nang. I appreciate it. It's good to see you. Nice seeing you. This podcast is brought to you by Bolster, the new way to find the right executives. We supercharge startup growth by matching CEOs with transformational executives, mentors, and board members without the hassle of traditional talent sourcing. Start searching for free at bolster.com.